So whether you believe it or not, or even recognize it, every relationship has a certain recipe. Certain ingredients are required in order for it to work. And not all relationships taste great. Guys, what's goody? Welcome to the Bear Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are talking about the recipes of your relationships. Now, before I get into this, I want to shout out a new patron subscriber, Cosmic Maddie. I think I said that right. So hopefully I said that right. <laughs> Thank you for being a patron. Welcome to the squad. Uh, it's good to have you, and I hope your stay is worthwhile. Shout out, as always, to all of my Apple Podcast subscribers, Flight Club, and my Patreon subscribers. If you're on Spotify, you can also set up subscription there now, which is dope. Um, I'm just loving it because I'm able to now include more people into the mix, and you guys get bonus content, you know, the... the uh, the subscribers get bonus information. You know, sometimes there are episodes I go into detail more or I break down certain uh, certain concepts or even give you guys tools that I use in my coaching uh, with my one-on-one clients. So I try to make it worth your while, honestly. You know, it's it's good stuff. It is good stuff. And we are still in the thick of Mental Health Awareness Month. I don't know about y'all, but May always seems like a long-ass month. May and January to me always seems like these weird long months, and I don't know why. I think it's like the transitional periods, honestly. You know, January is transitioning to the new year. You got all this stuff going on. May, technically you're transitioning into summer, but also June marks the half-year mark. And that could be scary for a lot of us. Um, I know for me, I'm like, man, where did the past five, six months go? What have I been doing? And if you spend your time stressing, (laughs) most of your time is spent stressing, you know, trying to figure things out and figure out what to do next, etc. And funny enough, that ties into today's episode, the recipe of your relationships in life. And this is all, all, all relationships. I was just thinking about it. You know, I was, um, you know, scrolling the interwebs and I even posted something earlier this week about, um, earlier last week about the whole, no one's coming to save you concept. Uh, forgive me because my allergies are rocking. It's allergy season. I think this is the second episode I talked about my allergies being on, on a tan. But uh, yeah, I talked about the whole concept of no one's coming to save you. How personally, I don't like that. There are a lot of like euphemisms, I guess, and, and 
just phrases that people use in society that I really don't enjoy. I really don't enjoy. And the irony is that, you know, a lot of it is is, is talking about being your own person, being an individual, going off on your own and doing your thing. I do those things, right? I am kind of much my own person. But I am not encouraging people to just go through life alone and, you know, just screw everybody. I think I've never understood that mindset, never understood that modality. And I am a person that does a lot, like very self-sufficient. And I still don't subscribe to that, 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 that culture, you know, that hustle culture, that, get in and get out and, and screw people. You don't owe anybody anything. And, you know, the whole boundary talk, I think, has kind of gone left because we forget that everybody has access to the internet, which means that there are people out there who, you know, they go to therapy to learn modalities or, or functions or behaviors to kind of keep themselves from being held accountable. And that bothers me, of course, it bothers me. And, you know, it's like with anything, right? You have humans involved. There is going to be somebody who uses the the concepts that are meant to grow and protect and heal to honor, honor or dishonor you, but kind of keep themselves comfortable, right? We see it in spirituality, culture all the time, religious beliefs, etc. There are people who are using it um, as a weapon, right? Versus using it as a ways of creating community and healing and, and um, integration, right? And, you know, I talked about the whole no one's coming to save you mindset. You know, when you hear that, it, it kind of hardens you a little bit, right? Uh, well, you know, ain't nobody coming. Screw everybody, right? Nobody's looking out for me anyway. So I got to get what I got to get. And no one cares. So I don't care. And rinse, wash, repeat. Now, a lot of those people that say that are very much people who have obviously been hurt. And instead of trying to be better, they kind of either check all the way out or they become the very thing that they talked about that hurt them, right? By that point, you become in the thing that hurt you and you're, you're trying to say, well, I'm this way because this person did A, B, and C. Once you have awareness, there is a level of accountability. And when you tell me or when you say to someone how or where you are of your behavior, that's information. Right? I don't believe the whole concept of no one's coming to save you. And, you know, when people say that, it's like, look, you got to... You got to make things happen for yourself. Absolutely. Like I can, it's kind of like that friend that keeps coming to you about their shitty relationship and then they keep going back to it. It's like, you're not going to use me as your trauma dumping session and then go back to it. So the whole no one's coming to save you. And that mindset of like, look, you know what the issue is. And truth be told, you're now more of the issue (laughs) than the person you keep going back to because you're appropriating something that you claim to not like. Right. And no one's one dimensional. Granted, there are certain things that people do for us or to us that we like. So it's not so cut and dry to just be like, yeah, we'll leave that person. People, the relationships we cultivate are very interesting 
to say the least. And this, funny enough, just ties into the topic of discussion today. Every relationship has a recipe. And I was thinking about this, you know, and the word that keeps coming to mind is breadcrumbing. <laughs> breadcrumbs are an ingredient in certain dishes, right? Use breadcrumbs. It's a coating. And when someone breadcrumbs you, right, breadcrumbing looks like somebody kind of giving you just a little bit, you know, just a little coating to keep you invested in the relationship until they want to come around again. And this just isn't in romantic partnerships. You know, friends do it too. You know, or people you call friends, you know, uh, uh, family, they do it too, right? People are people outside of the labels that we give them. And when somebody's breadcrumbing you, how you notice it is kind of like, you know, they give you just a little bit and then they kind of check out, right? You know, they'll reach out, hey, how are you? And nothing, right? And you notice that this kind of becomes a pattern. You know, you're looking forward to hearing from this person. Oh, they hit me up. Let me reach out to them right away, whatever. You reach out to them right away and it's like, where do they go? Right? Radio silence. And you may not realize it at first, right? Or you might even feel off about it, but you don't feel that it's your place to even mention it. But it's kind of this thing to, you know, everybody's getting their needs met. You fill me up while I give you breadcrumbs, right? That's the recipe for this relationship. I give you breadcrumbs, okay? I give you these little tidbits just to keep you locked in, you know, and to make you feel comfortable, but you never feel safe because you never know when I'm coming or going, right? That's the recipe for some people in your relationship with them if you haven't realized, okay? And it kind of ties into the whole hot and cold, right? Are some relationships, the recipe for it is like very extreme temperatures. One minute, everything's Gucci. Next minute, check out nothing. And it's like, and you start spiraling. Did I say something wrong? Did something happen? I don't know what's going on. And they don't really come back with much of a explanation. It's kind of like, oh, well, you know, either I pretend like nothing happened and I carry on as usual. Or when you ask me what happened, oh, I just been busy or I'm such a bad texter or, oh, I haven't been on my phone. The truth of the matter is, is this. Listen, guys, we live in a culture where people's phones are literally glued to their hands, glued to their hands. OK. Glued to their hands. Everybody has their phone on them. And I love it. You know, one of the things that I do when I am around company and, you know, I'm spending time with somebody is I put my phone down. I love that put my phone down. But one of the things I do is if I am in conversation with somebody via, you know, text message or whatever, hey, I'm going to be um, off my phone for a minute because I'm going to be with this person or I have an appointment or I'm doing something. I will respond to you properly when I have the time. It is, it does, it doesn't take much time to be respectful of your relationships and be considerate of the other person, right? It takes no time. <laughs> it just requires you making time. It takes no time to be a respectful person in your relationship. It just requires you making time. You get me? So in those hot and cold relationships, you're kind of sent into a spiral because 
you know, you never know what it is that you did wrong. And then you kind of play to the other person's dynamics in terms of like, well, I don't know what works for them. So I got to figure out what's going to keep them around, what's going to push them away because they're not communicating with me. Right. That's another thing. The recipe requires a very uh, interesting temperament, if you will. And then you have some relationships that, you know, just require you to be consistently stirring. Right. Consistently stirring. Okay. Keeping a steady eye on it. Okay. Otherwise it'll boil over. <laughs> and that kind of goes into the, the anxious sometimes if you want to use that metaphor. Like if you allow something to simmer for too long, it eventually boils over. Right. If you watch, if you, if you leave something unattended or you leave someone unattended without the proper communication or even just like checking in, they might boil over. Okay. You have some relationships that feel very lukewarm. Okay. You, you may cook it, but then when you bite into it, it's cold. Right? This isn't what I expected. Who they present themselves as is not who they are when you actually get into the center of them, the core of who that person is. And then the good relationships just are, you know, it's a, it's an ingredients. It's a little bit of everything. All right. Just the right amount of certain things. And when you take your time, right. You take time to process. It comes out pretty damn good. And we also have to understand is that some relationships have a, a shorter expiration date, if you will. Okay. They don't last as long. The shelf life just isn't there. Right? And some things are amazing, right, for that time. But you consume it in a certain window and then it, you know, it's done. But you could always make it again. Right? You see where I'm going, guys? And it's funny that food is such a connector when it comes to relationships, right? How many times have you heard the, the phrase of breaking bread with somebody or understanding that, you know, sharing a meal with somebody is one of the most um, intimate things. And usually it's something that people talk about. Hey, you remember when we had that dope ass burger where we went to that restaurant and it was, it was a vibe. It's like, yeah, you know, you have that memory with them. Sometimes it's not always the best memories, but food is usually the connector. Okay. So it's important to understand, you know, what the ingredients of your relationships look like. And that's just listening to a few. And I'm pretty sure as I'm sitting here talking to you guys, something else will come to mind. But yeah, as I was, I was thinking about this and this process and I was like, you know what? Every relationship has a different recipe in order for it to be sustained. And it's funny when you think about it like that, because you start kind of seeing people for how they operate in their modalities. You even start recognizing yourself. You know, what does it require for you? What ingredients are required for you? What are your ingredients? Who are you as a person? Understanding that, right? Are you the kind of person you run hot and cold? You know, when you feel uncomfortable, you just check out? Or do you actually communicate and do you lean into, Right? Can you withstand a little, a little temperature change and still be good? Right. Or do you only exist in seasons? Right. Some people, 
they're seasonal, right? They're only good in certain seasons. Otherwise, they, they don't come around. And that's important to understand, too. I'm just thinking about, like, berries, you know? And, and you, you can only make certain uh, recipes within certain seasons, right? Because of what's being produced at that time, right? Sometimes people feel great when they're in a particular season. And then other times, there's just nothing, right? Recognizing the recipes of your relationships means that you can now decide what is worth the time to cook. Do I have the time? Can I find these ingredients? Right? And some of the most, I think, some of the most impactful relationships require, I'd say, very common ingredients. But made with such precision that the quality of the finished outcome is something you remember and something you are willing to keep making again. When you have solid people in your life and you are too a solid person and you say what you mean, you mean what you say. Your willingness to cook or even learn the recipe is there. No brainer. Now, this is coming from somebody I cook and I bake. I'm, I'm big on both. I know a lot of times people are like, yeah, I like to cook, but I don't like to bake. You know, baking is such a science. And I'm like, man, I love baking. Baking is one of my favorite things to do. One of my favorite things to do. And it's kind of always been there, right? And even when I bake, I, uh, I modify sometimes and I make my own recipe. And most importantly, I share it with people that I care about. So it's like the process in itself is, is very, uh, relaxing for me, right? Very cathartic. And then the finished product is me, you know, it's me literally solidifying, not solidifying, it's me kind of adding to my relationships. Cooking is the same, right? I like cooking. I do like cooking. I like baking more <laughs> because every time I've baked something, somebody's like, hey, I remember when you made this thing or that looked amazing you know, and then it, that gets passed around. Like people don't forget how you cook. People don't forget how you cook. Remember that people don't forget what kind of cook you are. Oof! I'm gonna say that again. And people do not forget what kind of cook you are. Right. If you have the tendency to just kind of like, Throw things, right? Lukewarm, right? You don't really take your time. You know, everything is, is kind of instant gratification or you leave things unattended or something always gets burned, right? Or you just don't know how to cook and you don't care to learn the recipe. What kind of cook are you? Right? If you're someone that takes their time, and they have intention, right? Their ingredients are the freshest. That shows up. That definitely shows up. And even when it comes to yourself, you know, are you hot and cold with yourself? When things are great, you're great. When things are not great, you you shoot, you don't want to deal with yourself. You're very lukewarm. 
<laughs> you don't know how you want to feel about yourself most days. It's such an interesting concept, y'all. When you start to now think of your relationships and, and just ask yourself, how do I how do I feel after this meal? Do I feel satiated? Does my stomach feel funny? Right? Am I still hungry? Starving for attention, right? Am I still starving because I feel like I didn't get enough? Right? Or I feel like they kind of shortchanged me. It felt I paid this price for this meal and at the same time I didn't get much in return, right? It was all a sham. You know, sometimes we put so much into people realizing that, you know, the, 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 the return on profit just isn't there. The return on investment isn't there. I remember I used to like read these articles or hear people say like, as you get older, your needs change, your diet changes, right? Your allergies even change, you know, all these things and you change your tolerance for things change. Maybe you weren't always lactose intolerant. Now you can't stomach it. You'll still challenge yourself. You'll eat a damn ice cream bar or you'll go get ice cream. <laughs> and your stomach feels messed up later, right? But your tolerance changes. Your needs change as you get older. And I think what I've come to understand and accept is that, you know, the people I want to eat with, the people I want to cook with the people I want to cook for are quality and the best recipe for life the main ingredient is just some good genuine people think about it when you have solid people in your life things are different when you're a solid person, things are different. Even when, you know, things happen, life is life is still going to be life. You know, experiences are still going to be experiences. But you kind of make it through the other side. Even when things don't go right, there's still this mindset of, of a level of uh, optimism, right? And I'm learning that the older I get, the more I learn that, the more I go through, the more I grow through, right? The ingredients that make me who I am they're interesting, <laughs> they're unique, but overall. There are very few people who are willing to learn the recipe. And I recognize those people, right? Because some of you may say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I love what you are. I don't have the patience to learn to cook it, though. That's where discernment comes in. Sometimes people love exactly what you are. You know, people love a good meal. And they don't necessarily want to cook it. And everybody can be a cook, truth be told. You just have to. Learn, you know, I grew up learning to cook and I used to just observe and watch people bake and I used to like to help too.
you know, even some of my fondest memories is, is remembering moments where, you know, my mom used to bake something or my, my grandfather or even my aunts. And it was just like the process in itself, the time that it took. And now for me, I love the process. The final outcome is fire, you know, it's cool. And the, the really, the real touch on it is seeing other people enjoy it, right? Be mindful of the people that enjoy you and really appreciate you, not just people who are looking to consume you. Be very mindful. You know, one of my my closest friends, you know, I was telling her about this this one particular recipe and she hit me up. She was like, hey, can you show me how to make that? When you're here, I want to learn how to make that. Fire. That is somebody who is willing to take time to learn. Learn the recipe, right? Pay attention to the people who want to learn your recipe. And when the beautiful thing is, is like sometimes you can't even replicate it to the T, right? My mom's mac and cheese, I can never get it right. And she gives me the ingredients. And I think it's just an ongoing joke now that there's something in it she's not telling me. I'm like, look, you're leaving something out of this because it never comes out the same. Don't play games with me, mama. <laughs> but I love that. And the reason why is because, again, that's her recipe. Learn the recipe of people. Learn the recipe of yourself, right? Everybody wants fast food a lot of times. It's good in the moment, but it doesn't last. You got to pay attention to your relationships that just feel. They They just feel, right? Good, bad, or literally indifferent, lukewarm. You know, there's some recipes that you can make all year round and they're quality, right? Some people are very organic, you know, very organic. Which means that they may not even last long if you don't treat them well. If they're not, you know, put in the proper conditions to last I love this talk, y'all. <laughs> I'm a big foodie. I love this. Everybody, everybody has a different recipe. And a lot of times it comes from the ingredients that were instilled in us, right? The ingredients that make us who we are. Some people were not cared for, but they learn to care, right? Some people were cared for and they just got used to being very entitled. Right, Some people were cared for and they learned to care. <laughs> Some people weren't cared for and they learned to care less. Everybody has a different recipe, y'all. And learn yours. But when you learn yours, really take the time to cook. Right? You don't need to be bland. Even if it's a simple recipe, you are not bland. And recognize people for the same thing. But if somebody's breadcrumbing you, right, that's the ingredient that it takes to sustain that relationship. Only getting breadcrumbs while you're constantly bringing them to a full course meal or somebody always runs hot and cold. Right. 
or somebody's lukewarm, ask yourself, is this recipe worth it? Do I have the ingredients? Do I have the patience? Right? Do I have the willingness to subject myself to being treated poorly? Do I have those ingredients to be able to, to sustain this relationship? Yes or no? And be honest with yourself because sometimes the answer is, yeah, well, I, I want to have this person in my life even if they're just giving me very little. Even if they're showing me that they don't really want me in theirs to the capacity that requires them to take care of me. Right, to watch over the stove, right, to take time to get the right ingredients. And sometimes, yes, there are substitutes out there, certain ingredients for sure. Right, for example, if you run anxious and you're just used to having these particular ingredients because that's what you're used to working towards, maybe somebody comes in and they show you a different, a different side. Like, hey, use this ingredient, it might be a little bit healthier. Right, learning to stand still versus chasing somebody down is a little bit healthier. If you want to text somebody or call somebody, eh, maybe it might be good to just observe. And you can ask for clarity, but let that be what it is. Okay? Healthier choices. Okay? Sometimes comfort food, the reason why it's called comfort food is because it makes us feel very heavy. Okay? Very heavy very saturated with things. And then there's a, a ramifications to what we eat in moderation, right? I hope this all makes sense to y'all because I'm having fun talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, just think about your relationships and I want you to take a good look at the re recipe for some of these people in your life. Just pay attention. Are they breadcrumbing me, right? Is this a good recipe? Do I feel healthier? Are they a healthy choice? Something to think about. And think about yourself too. What is my recipe? Write down your ingredients that make you who you are. What do you run on most of the time? Is it doubt? You know, lack of self-worth? Is it a level of confidence? Is it perseverance? Is it discipline? Right? Is it reaffirmations? You know, followed by daily habits? Know your recipe. And know the people that are willing to learn your recipe and who take the time to cook. All right. It's interesting when you when you study people for a living. <laughs> well, you work with people for a living. And it's like, you know, there's a difference between working with people, right? You have coworkers and then people you work with. You learn a lot. You see things very differently. You understand their behaviors, so you understand their ingredients. You understand their recipe a little bit. Then you decide, hmm, I don't know. I don't even know if this recipe is something that works for my diet. Might have allergens, you know, might be things in here that I'm allergic to, right? So think about it, okay? Uh, that's all I got for you guys. <laughs> that is all I got. One-on-one -on -one coaching is available. Sign up. The link is in the description of this episode. Or you can sign up on the Bird Brain podcast Instagram site. The link is also there. Um, I'm accepting new clients. And yeah, 
I am certified in behavioral specialization. So I study people's behaviors, right? And then we work on building different ones to make you better. It's hard work, but it's hard work. So if you want to get into it, let's do it. All right. Um, Coloring book is still available. Always will be at this point, right? That's so crazy to be like, yeah, I'm an author and my book is always going to be around. Wow. So yeah, that's available too. And if you want to become a Patreon subscriber or Flight Club, you can sign up. You get bonus content, um, ad-free episodes. And yeah, it's just fun stuff. (laughs) Fun stuff. And I'll be adding as I go. And uh, I think that's all I got, y'all. All All right. This This was cool. This was fun. I like this one a lot. If you're on Spotify, you can, you know, there's a Q&A there. So you can leave comments and feedback of what you thought about this episode. I would love to hear what you guys thought. That'd be sick. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. All right. So that's all I got. Uh, that is all I got. <laughs> I hope you guys take care of yourselves. I hope you eat. I hope you eat. I hope you take care of each other. And I hope you are nourishing one another. All right, take flight.